Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the Human Performance Outliers podcast. In case you haven't noticed, we are now up on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com backslash HPO podcast. You can also just click on the link in the podcast notes and it'll take you right to our page. For the listeners that have already joined us, thank you so much. Your support is greatly appreciated. Uh, We have some pretty cool goodies that we're rolling out for the Patreon supporters, including a front-of-the-line Q&A, some early podcast release options, as well as the chance to even join the show. So please consider checking out that page if you haven't yet. Also, if you do listen to us on a podcast hosting site, if you have the option, please consider subscribing. By subscribing, you'll get the most up-to-date episode as soon as it's released. Thank you very much, and enjoy the show. All right, everybody, for episode 35 of the Human Performance Outliers podcast, Sean and I welcome on Chaba Tooth. Uh, For those of you who are unfamiliar, Chaba is a physician with 20 years experience in intensive care, internal medicine, and family medicine, and advocates the use of a paleolithic ketogenic diet. Uh, Chaba doesn't speak English, so we brought in his translator for this one. Um, so do bear with us as they go back and forth with the questions that Sean and I have for them. Uh, don't miss out on this excellent opportunity to hear what Chaba has to say about the Paleolithic ketogenic diet and what he has seen in terms of it helping folks uh, essentially cure a whole bunch of different issues. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hi. My name is Joseph, and I'm going to be the interpreter for Chaba during this conversation. Excellent. Joseph, it's a pleasure, yeah. pleasure to meet you. Thank you for, for helping out. This is going to be, I think, very informative for a lot of people. Um, you know, I guess we're just going to start recording and get going here. Uh, Chaba, I have, uh, you know, been aware of your work for a couple of years now. And, you know, with the Paleomenacina group, obviously, I've been promoting a carnivorous diet here in the, in the United States. And seeing some pretty remarkable stuff, but, you know, we don't have any real good, you know, hard clinical trials on this. And I know you're, you're doing uh, something very similar there. Can you briefly just sort of go over what the practice is? Um, you know, I know you've seen thousands of patients now. You offer something called what you call a paleolithic ketogenic diet. Can you describe that diet and then just kind of talk in general terms of, you know, what what you've seen uh, over the last few years here. So it was exactly nine years ago that we started to deal with the um, nourishment or food intervention. First, we use the uh, popular paleolith, uh, paleolith uh, food, paleolith diet. The Japatagit két három éven belül mire nagyon 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 sok betegünk volt, ez több ezer, kiderült, hogy vannak hiányosságai. But since we had thousands of uh, patients uh, during a couple of years, it turned out that this classical paleolith, paleolith diet had had some shortcomings. És uh, fokozatosan a betegek visszajelzései alapján alakítottuk az étrendet és már amikor a Clemens doktor nem csatlakozott, akkor gyakorlatilag jött létre maga a paleoketogén étrend valamikor 2012-ben. So, based on feedback coming from the patients, we further elaborated, um, developed and further elaborated the diet, and when uh, Dr. Clemens joined our staff, then 
it was the time but basically this paleolithic um, ketogenic diet um, came into being in 2012 in 2012 hanem a páciensek visszajelzései a laboratóriumnak és a különböző vizsgálatok alapján mindig finomítottuk azt az étrendet, ami a leghatékonyabb lett végül is. So, it's of key importance for you to understand that it's not, not us who formulated, developed this diet as it is now, but we made use of several feedbacks, patient feedback and also laboratory results, and, and based on these and some other contributing factors, the the diet kind of elaborated itself. És gyakorlatilag azt találtuk, hogy ez az étrend, tehát a paleoketogén étrend, ez a leghatékonyabb a betegségek kezelésénél és a gyógyításban. And we have come to the conclusion that this diet, this paleolithic ketogenic diet, is the most effective or the most most efficient in terms of curing or healing different diseases. És tulajdonképpen ezt nevezhetnénk az egészséges táplálkozásnak, vagy nevezhetjük volna akkor, de muszáj volt megkülönböztetni a paleo és a ketogén étrendekről is. A paleolit étrendekről és a ketogén étrendekről is neveztük el így. So we simply could have called it healthy diet, but we definitely had to make it different. We had to, we had to make sure that we distinguish, the people can distinguish between a paleolitic diet and ketogenic diet, and that's why we have we have come to using this combined term. És tulajdonképpen magának az étrendnek az elnevezésének tudományosan az az alapja, hogy ha megvalósulnak a paleoelvek, akkor nincs béleteresztés. And as far as the scientific foundation of this diet is, is concerned, if the paleo principles manage to realize themselves, then there is no intestinal permeability. És hogyha megvalósul a ketogén jelleg, akkor pedig ketogis alapul lesz ki a szervezetben. And if the ketogenic character of the diet is realized, then the result in the body is something that we call ketosis. És tulajdonképpen egyik sem működik jól a másik nélkül. Tehát a paleoelvek nem működnek jól a ketózis nélkül, és a ketózis sem működik jól a paleoelvek nélkül. It's also very important to note that uh, they only work very well together. So the paleo uh, principles are not enough uh, to work well. The keto ketogenic principles are not enough either. So only the combination of the two makes the system work really well. És uh, mind a kettőnek vannak mellékhatásai, uh, tehát a populáris paleolit étrendnek is vannak hiányosságai, és a ketogén étrendnek is vannak hiányosságai. So, both have shortcomings, both the, what we can call popular uh, paleolitic uh, diet and the ketogenic diet, both have certain shortcomings. Uh, igen, uh, az első két-három évben döntően cukorbetegekkel foglalkoztunk, olyanokkal, in the first two to three years, we were mainly dealing with patients, diabetic patients who wanted to lose weight, and patients, the patients suffering from hypertension. So we were first dealing with the so-called civilization diseases. És a a gyakorlatilag utolsó nagyobb három év 
And uh, basically, it's been for the past three years that we have uh, kind of um, shifted to dealing with uh, autoimmune diseases and cancer and tumor, 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 tumor diseases and, um, and uh, anti. Um, so these two kinds. Igen, és közben 2013-tól nagyjából attól számítható, hogy sportolókkal is foglalkoztunk is We started to deal with sports people in 2013, and we still have been doing it. We mainly deal with swimmers and kayak and people who do kayaking. Let me ask, uh, just just to clarify, can can you specifically state what exactly is the paleolithic ketogenic diet? Telling us what foods are included. I know there's been I've seen two different versions. One that seems to include uh, a small amount of fruits and vegetables, and one that seems to be more of a purely animals-based diet. Two, can you talk about the number of patients you've seen treated just in general with the diet so far? Well, it is hundred uh, percent clear that only only a diet which exclusively contains the animal protein and uh, any animal fat is the really effective one. Yes, so the important thing to understand that the food should be 100% of animal origin. Yes, and uh, what we, we also make certain allowances um, in certain cases, we allow the patients to have uh, some thirty percent of, uh, of carbohydrates, but this is the best way to describe it. is It's kind of a, a gastronomic concession for healthy people. As a compromisum, as a given sedentariness, or egészségesen tud tolerálni a szervezet. Yeah, so this is a kind of a compromise solution, and that this 30%, roughly 30% of carbohydrates, uh, are the amount or the percentage that the body can still tolerate. De hosszú távon, hogyha ezek mondjuk nem biozöldségek és nem biogyümölcsök, akkor még ennek is lehet hozzáadni. But for the long term, if the, if we are not using uh, um, bio food, bio vegetables or organic vegetables or organic um, fruits even even this can hide some risks intestinal permeability is something i've seen you guys you know the group talk about a little bit can we go more into detail with that and how does the diet impact intestinal permeability and do you believe that intestinal intestinal permeability is a significant driver of autoimmune diseases and other problems in the body. Uh, uh, nagyjából, tehát, hogy a 
Ugye az az életkeresztés, ez egy központi kérdés, hogy ez állhat, hogy van betegségek hátterében. Igen, ez gyakorlatilag 30 éve erről szól, nagyon sok tanulmány szól erről már 30 éve. But in the past 30 years, a lot of studies have been published about this topic. Hogy a életkeresztés és az autóimogatérségekhez meg nagyon sok köze van egymáshoz. So a lot of studies have treated this question that autoimmune diseases and intestinal permeability have something to do with each other. De nagyon fontos, hogy a életkeresztés az a biológiai membránok közül csak az egyik, ugye a bélmembránának a működéséről beszélnek ők. Yes, but it's also important to emphasize that as far as intestinal permeability is concerned, it is only one of the biological membranes in the body. There are other membranes as well to be considered. Igen, és ha van bélelteresztés, akkor nagy valószínűsége az agymérgát is áteresztett. Tehát azért ott is van egy emelkedett áteresztés. If there is, in the patient, if there is intestinal permeability, then it is very likely that the blood-brain barrier is also permeable. És nagyon sok ilyen biológiai membrán van, a placentától elkezdve sorolhatnánk ezeket a biológiai félgát, ezt a membránokat. And there are a lot of biological membranes ranging from the placenta, there are semi-permeable membranes, and move a lot of them in the body. És amikor bélelteresztés van, akkor ezek a membránok is sérültek. And when tehát az indikációja annak, hogy a tevés. Amikor van bélelteresztés, akkor valószínűleg vagy több is sérült. Igen. And when you diagnose intestinal permeability, then it is very likely that all the other membranes are affected. És nagyon érdekes, hogy erről a bélelteresztés jelenségét nagyon sokan vitatják meg az egyesült államokban is, hogy egyáltalán ez egy kórjelző jelenség. And even in the United States, there are a lot of people in the profession who draw into doubt the phenomenon of intestinal permeability, whether it is such a key factor. Ugyanakkor a gyógyszergyára kúszére használják. Hát gyakorlatilag... ...permeability for some 20 years in their own technology. Konkrétan olyan anyagokat tesznek a gyógyszerekből és a vakcinákból, amik elősegítik a kérdő áteresztő membránoknak, illetve elősegítik az áteresztés növekedését, és így a biohasznosulása jobb a gyógyszerben. They put certain additives, pharmaceutical companies put certain additives to medications, and these additives increase permeability, which means intestinal permeability, which means that The, the, yeah, the biological use uh, uh, is increasing. So, so biologically, the, the medication is a better use. Yeah, is used to a better extent. Utilized to a better extent. And the same goes for vaccines. Let me so. I know you've done some work with, I think, polyethylene glycol demonstrating that the intestinal permeability improves or, or the gut becomes less leaky following a paleolithic ketogenic diet. Can you discuss that more? And if you're seeing that, what do you think is the um, a component potentially of food that may be causing intestinal permeability increases or leaky gut syndrome? Is there something we're eating? Uh, in the fruits and vegetables or other foods that we consume, the sugars, 
uh, and so on and so forth that might be causing intestinal permeability. Tehát, hogy mik azok a, mik azok az anyagok, amiket ugye eszünk, élelmiszerek, amik már mértékben növeljük meg a cukor, vagy értelmezünk. Alapvetően minden lényeg nevészel, ami, tehát hat csoportba sorolhatok egy élelmiszerek. Yeah, so these medications can be classified into six groups. These foods, these foods, foodstuffs can be classified into six groups. That first are wheat, grains, Next group is dairy products, all the dairy products, different sweeteners, sugars, except for honey. Az összes burgonyaféle, ezt nem tudom, hogy tudod elmondani, és Well, all, all kinds of potatoes. A, a burgonya, a paradicsom, paprika, paprika. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the eggplant, potato, tomato, this. Paprika is. Paprika. Aztán a hideges termésűek. Then the legumes. És a növényi olajok and uh, plant oils. Igen, és a gyógyszerek jelentős része. And a significant uh, part of medications. És van még egy nagyon fontos csoport, amit, uh, amit nagyon-nagyon uh, félváról veszünk, és nem, nem igazán uh, figyelünk rájuk. And then there is yet another important group that we don't really pay attention to. Ez pedig a különböző étrendkiegészítők és vitaminkészítmények, amik összeadonnak tudtásáról, a patikát. And these are namely the different um, food supplements and vitamins that uh, you can buy over the counter in, in a pharmacy. Most már nagyon sok mérésen vagyunk túl, és uh, tulajdonképpen akik étrendkiegészítőt tesznek és növényolajákat tesznek, ez a két csoport az, ahol a legmagasabb mindig a mérletelezésnek a szintje. Yes, um, well, we have done a lot of uh, measurements already, and they have come to the conclusion that the highest level of intestinal permeability is in people who eat uh, plant oils and uh, and these food, food supplements. So people who eat food supplements, vitamins, and plant oils, then they have the highest level of permeability. If you are interested, then Chaba can send you some um, medical tests, uh, test results, uh, which uh, indicate uh, or show what the given patient uh, consumed. Yeah, that, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful to see. Um, now I know that it's not sort of a uh, implausible that those things could be causing intestinal permeability issues. Are there any studies, either animal or human studies, that support what you're saying, like plant oils causing that? Outside of what you've seen in patients, have you have you t- you've tested patients that have consumed plant oils and you've seen a higher level of intestinal permeability? That's what I'm kind of assuming here. Uh, is there any data outside of what what your group has done with, with regard to that stuff? Összeköti a béláteresztés megnövekedését, meg mondjuk a növényolói hazafogyasztását. Természetesen, tehát egy adott táplálkozásnál láttuk azt, hogy milyen, és amikor átélt a paleoketogén étrendben, akkor láttuk azt, hogy hogy dolgozálódik. Például tehát ugyanezt láttuk 
Yes, so we have made uh, concrete comparisons and, and tests. So, for example, when a patient came to, see, came to see us, then we know what his diet was. And then uh, when the patient uh, changed his diet and um, transferred to or adopted a paleoketogenic diet, then uh, the permeability decreased. How are, how are you uh, verifying that the permeability decreased? Yeah, so PEG 400 that you refer to, uh, by, by default, uh, that doesn't uh, get from the from the bars to the plasma. And when there is um, intestinal permeability, then uh, um, this um, peg, this peg um, gets uh, to different gets into the plasma in different levels to different extents, and then you can. Um, you can uh, you can measure it with a liquid chromatograph. Yes, liquid chromatograph. It means of detection. And uh, we can establish the, the figure. Um, we can calculate it in terms of percentages. How many how many percentage uh, managed to get into the plasma? What percentage? Yes, uh, this is a relatively simple task. Uh, this is uh, done by chemists. Do we have an idea, once the paleolithic ketogenic diet has been initiated, how long it takes for that intestinal permeability to uh, improve? And does that correlate with uh, improvements in disease symptoms? Is there a fairly linear relationship between the two? Arra adott, hogy amikor elkezdi a illetve a paleoketogén diétát, akkor mennyi idő alatt jön ez az áteresztés. Igen, egészségügyi beszélünk, ott is a nyugati táplálkozás mellett, de még a paleo táplálkozás mellett is nagyjából 80-90%-ban nagyon magasodik áteresztés. Even in the case of healthy people who are on a western type diet, Intestinal permeability is still very high. Some 80 to 90 percent of healthy people have increased intestinal permeability. But when people change their diet, then uh, permeability level is um, is um, corrected. So the level of permeability corrects itself within 10 to 14 days. A legrövidebb, amit eddig értünk, az 5 nap volt. The shortest period that we have recorded or measured so far was 5 days. A leghosszabb, amit krombetegségben mértünk, az olyan 3 tehát 30 nap közötti időszak volt. And the longest period that we identified or measured in a patient suffering from Crohn's disease was between 30 and 40 days. És természetesen ezt úgy kell elképzelni, hogy a bélátereszt is a dinamikusan változik ahhoz képest, hogy mit teszik valaki. 
Tehát tulajdonképpen két órán belül el lehet rontani a, a jó vélemtereztést, hogyha valaki gyakorlatilag nagy nemüséget teszik azokból az ételekből, amik aztán növelik a vélemtereztést. So you can screw up your permeability within two hours. What do we know, like, in relation to that? Like, one one question I'll always get or comments I'll get when I'm talking to someone who follows a pure, like, plant-based diet is they'll mention that when I point to someone following, like, a paleo-ketogenic-type diet, they'll want to, they'll, they'll say that the reason those folks are improving isn't due to the diet, but more so due to that they haven't developed the necessary like digestive enzymes or gut bacteria to break down the plant food. Um, and they, their claim is that if they would give that time, they would eventually develop the proper gut bacteria to kind of break down a plant-based diet. Do you see like any anything along those lines as being possible or is it more or less simply some folks are just not going to be able to tolerate plant matter uh, at a high or any rate, and then some people just seem to be able to get away with more? Or is it possible for someone to kind of build up gut bacteria into a way where they can eat almost just plants and still feel good? Um, or is there just not enough information to really know yet? Well, this is a this is only a, a, a seeming or an apparent um, uh, correlation. It's like the relationship in a in the case of diabetes, the correlation between um, the disease and the and the and the blood sugar. Mert hogy a szövődményeket a cukorbetegségnél nem a magas vércukor okozza, hanem a gyógyulásos faktorok. Because in in the diabetes, the additional diseases, the extra diseases, are not caused by the high sugar level, but by the different inflammations. És ez is csak egy látszólagos összefüggés, ugye a magas vércukor és a szövődmények között. And this is also an apparent uh, correlation or connection between uh, high blood sugar and the additional diseases. És ugyanez a helyzet a bélbaktériumok és a bélátereztés között is. And the situation is similar between uh, intestinal permeability and, uh, and different bacteria in the bowels. Mert hogy a a baktériumoknak az aránya, hogy melyik baktérium törzsből mennyi van a bélrendszerben, az csak annak függőnyítettek. Yes, because um, concerning the ratio of the different uh, bacteria, uh, how much of a, of a, how, how much, or how many bacteria of a different kind exist in the bowels depends only on what we eat. Ha a széhidrátot teszünk, akkor azok a baktériumok szakorodnak el, amit a széhidrátot tudnak hasznosítani. Ha zsírt teszünk, akkor azok, amelyik a zsírt tudják hasznosítani. If we consume carbohydrates, then those bacteria uh, increase in numbers. We can use uh, carbohydrates. If we eat um, animal fat, animal products, then those bacteria 
the number of those bacteria increases, which can use or utilize animal fat. The For example, if I eat paprika, then uh, then uh, capsaicin in, in the paprika, regardless of um, other any other factors, will definitely cause intestinal permeability. Yeah. So the bacteria are not um, the different bacteria are not the cause of uh, intestinal permeability, but um, intestinal permeability depends on what we what we eat. I mean that that's very interesting that you can you can verifiably show that you know eating a particular food definitely causes uh, intestinal permeability and use the example of paprika. Um, I want to go back to uh, things like ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, irritable bowel syndrome. Particularly, irritable bowel syndrome seems to be increasing uh, in incidence. And do you feel that those diseases also have a underlying component of intestinal permeability at the root cause or is it something uh, something different Yeah. Um, yes, so it can be said indeed that intestinal permeability or is the root cause of the of these diseases. And when these people, when patients are cured of the diseases that you have mentioned, then uh, then the normal level of uh, intestinal permeability comes back, and this is something that we have already measured. És ehhez, tehát ilyenkor nem csak a bélettereztés mérjük meg, hanem a optimum betegségek esetén a mély gyulladásos faktorokat. És akkor majd mindjárt ezeket felsorolom. Yes, so in autoimmune diseases, we do not only measure intestinal permeability, but also the so-called deep inflammatory factors. Ez az interleukin hat a tumor necrosis faktor például. Interleukin 6. Tumor necrosis factor. And uh, and other interleukins. Yeah, and, and the correlation is uh, very clear indeed. If uh, intestinal permeability is high, then uh, then inflammatory factors um, exist available, and if intestinal permeability is low, then there are no inflammatory. De ezt egyébként nagyon sokan megmérték rajtunk kívül is, csak nem tudták helyrehozni ezt. Tehát tulajdonképpen nagyon sokat megmérték a gyulladásos faktorok, a betegségek, az autóimó betegségek, meg a bélátereztés közötti összefüggést, csak még eddig senki nem tudta helyreállítani a bélátereztést. A lot of measurements have already taken place. Several, a lot of people have measured these correlations between intestinal permeability, inflammation, inflammatory factors, uh, but uh, they were only able to measure these things and, and establish the correlation, but, not, not, but we are the first 
who have managed to rectify the problem. És tulajdonképpen ez a legfontosabb az autóvezetőknél. Ha van bérátereztés, akkor lesz betegség, ha nincs bérátereztés, akkor nincs betegség, nem kell kiretek. Yes, so as far as autoimmune diseases are concerned, this is the key issue. If there is intestinal permeability, then there's going to be disease and, and, and symptoms symptoms will appear. If there is no intestinal permeability, then no, no disease. Two, two, two more two more important things. Yes, so first on the subject of the, of the classical paleolithic diet, they measured intestinal permeability and they and the conclusion they came to was that classical paleolithic diet cannot cure or restore uh, intestinal permeability. It was measured by Dutch researchers. És a másik nagyon fontos dolog, hogy a klasszikus ketogén étlen sem tudja elállítani a bélátereztést. És ezt is megmérték, mert az epilepszió kutatás során nagyon sokszor mérték ezt az összegyűjtést. And another important thing to note is that the classical ketogenic diet cannot either, cannot restore permeability either, and it has also been measured several times, especially in the, in, in the context of um, I'm sorry, yes, uh, just fail to remember the word. So, so the correlation between classical ketogenic diet and intestinal permeability was measured several times in epilepsy research. És ha a valóságot nézzük, akkor a tulajdonképpen a paleokatogén étlen mellett a karnivó, a tiszta karnivó rétlend az, ami még gyakorlatilag a magát a bélelteresztést tudja oldani, csak ott más egyéb problémát lehetnek. Yes, and another diet that can still, that can also restore uh, intestinal permeability is the carnivorous carnivorous diet, but it can give rise to other problems. Yes, that carnivorous diet is carnivorous diet, ketosis as such doesn't come to being. So there is no ketosis, and that is why the um, the paleolithic ketogenic diet is more effective because it, it can it can lead to ketosis. Yes, uh, if you want me, I, I can tell you a few words about it. About it, why is it so? Yes, so that I can say tell you a few words about the difference between PKD and the carnivorous diet. Sure. Yeah, I would love to hear it. I suspect it has to do with increasing the fat ratio, but 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 go ahead and let us know. Okay. Okay. Az a az a az a legfontosabb különbség, ugye, hogy a karbonhidrátok mellett ott többet használunk, tehát a glukóz használjuk energiaforrásként. 
Yeah, so an important difference is that uh, if we are on a carnivorous diet, then we use glucose as a source of energy. Ebből két dolog adódik, az egyik az, hogy nagy mennyiségű táplálékot kell ennünk, tehát húsból nagy mennyiséget kell ennünk. And, one, and it gives rise to two things, uh, that we have to consume uh, a lot, a big amount, we have to eat a lot of meat. A másik pedig az, hogy a, amikor a cukrot uh, ugye lebontjuk és energiát csinálunk belőle, akkor olyan melléktermékek képződnek a biokémik folyamatokban, amik uh, alapvetően károsak tudnak lenni. And the other thing is that uh, when the body breaks down glucose, sugar, then uh, in the process uh, certain byproducts uh, are um, coming into being, and these uh, byproducts can be harmful. Ezekre használjuk ezeknek a semmelyesítésére az antioxidásokat. And uh, it is for the neutralization of these things that we use antioxidants. És emiatt a maga cukorból előállított energia, nem olyan gazdaságos és nem olyan biztonságos, mint hogyha a gyűjtből csinálunk. And this is why the energy that we generate from glucose is not so safe and not so... Nem olyan, biztos, nem olyan gazdaságos. It's not so safe, it's not so safe and not so economic as, if, as, as the energy made from fat. Mert ha zsírból használjunk, tehát ha amennyiben gyűjt használunk legfőképpen az energia előállítására, akkor nagyjából háromszor kevesebb ételt kell ennünk, és a glikóris, tehát a glikósz felhasználás az nagyon-nagyon-nagyon alacsony. If we eat, if we, if we are on a ketogenic diet, then we have to eat one, normally one third of the, of the amount of food that we otherwise would have to eat. And, és a cukor felhasználása, és a cukor felhasználása yeah. alacsony, tehát sokkal hatékony, mm-hmm. sokkal biztonságosabb az étlen. Yeah, and uh, the, use of, uh, the use of glucose is much lower, much lower in the body, and, and that's, that's what I meant when I said that this diet is much safer. What is the, uh, so on the paleolithic ketogenic diet, since you say it's, it's animal, you know, it's animal-based, What is a fat macronutrient ratio? Do you sit there at 70-80%? Where, where, where do you, or is it just purely calorie restriction that's, that's causing uh, the ketosis? Azt kérdezik, mennyi a zsírfejlődő arány. Mi általában a kettő egyet használjuk, tehát azt jelenti, hogy a két zsír egyrészt fehérjegyek. De ez fehérjegyek nem tudjuk, Yes, so normally we use two Two, two parts or two, two units of, um, of fat and one of protein. And if we sort of translate it to meat and fat, yes, so you eat one unit Suppose you eat one unit of meat, and then you have to eat half a unit of fat. So half of the fat should be, you know, 50% of the meat eaten. Mm-hmm. And this is, it is normally between 350 and 500 grams that a patient uh, 
consumed within 24 hours in this um, composition. A, a legtöbben két alkalommal lesznek, de a, a daganatos betegeknél általában ez egy alkalom. Mm-hmm. Most people eat twice a day, but people suffering with cancer, they normally eat once a day. What would be a, a sort of a typical meal or meal uh, uh, grouping for the day look like for a patient on this diet? Can you describe in more detail what exactly they're eating? Um, I, you know, I, I tend to prefer to eat something called a ribeye steak, which is a relatively fatty cut of meat. I don't know what you call it in Hungary, maybe entrecote, uh, you know, like the, like the French. Uh, what would, would that fall into this uh, category of, of, of uh, paleolithic ketogenic? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, so in Hungary, the most widespread types of uh, meat are, por- are pork and beef. Ezek közül gyakorlatilag mi a zsírosabb részeket preferáljuk, az azt jelenti, hogy az oldalast valóban, és olyan húsokat, amik nagyobb mennyit, minél több hírt tartalmaznak. And as a personal concern, we prefer meat that contains a lot of, a lot of fat, so fatty parts. Illetve Magyarországon még hagyományosan készítenek olyan füstölt húsokat, amiket gyakorlatilag világszerte kevés helyen, de nálunk még igen, ami gyakorlatilag a zsírnak a pótlására kiválóan alkalmasak. Még hasonlóak a békenhez, csak uh-huh. nekem másokkal, tehát máshogy. Uh-huh. De majd mondanak egy kis küldött fotókat, meg esetleg leírásokat is uh-huh. yeah. And in, in Hungary we still make uh, smoked meat, and um, it's not no longer widespread in the world. And um, the smoked meat is good, because it can... Uh, that you are okay yes. 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 so it's, it's good to replace uh, f- uh, fat uh, smoked meat and um, also Chaba also said that if you are interested he is more than happy to send you photos of, of some of the food food stuff that <laughs> are used okay that nálunk könnyű megoldani viszont az a visszembesültünk mert nagyon sok külföldi pacienciásunk van hogy minél nyugatabbra megyünk ezt talán nehezen megoldani since we have a lot of patients uh, from Western European countries, uh, we have managed, we have found out from these patients that the, the more we go to the West, the more difficult, the more difficult it is to resolve this problem. Mm-hmm. Especially the problem of fat and uh, of those. So just one, let me jump in. I just want to follow up on Sean's question there too. So if someone wanted to follow a carnivore diet approach, would they be able to simply just add more animal fat to a cut of meat to kind of raise that fat content, the ratio from fat to protein? Would that still then fit under the parameters? Yes, he should eat uh, more more fat and and should find 
the should find the, the rate or the stage when when he gets into the state of ketosis. But there are different uh, devices that can measure it. So you probably know what the devices can be used to measure if somebody has reached uh, <coughs> if somebody has already reached ketosis or has not reached yet. Igen, és a, de nagyon fontos a, a belső sérnek használata. Tehát ő magában valaki zsírt eszik, az még nem elegendő, ehhez mindenképpen kell, hogy fogyasszon a belső sérnek. Yeah. But it's not, uh, not sufficient to eat fat, you also have to eat offers as well. It's indispensable. Yeah, so so organ meats, as, as many people know, you say is, is essential to that part of the diet. Let me go back just, and we'll get back on that in just a second. But let me let me talk about some of the success you've had with different particular diseases. I know you've published case reports on, I think, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and type one diabetes. Can you discuss kind of the litany of the of the disease process that you've seen uh, resolved with the diet? I know in particular, I've seen things like rheumatoid arthritis psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis, and even some mental health issues improve. Is that, does, does that mirror your experience? And if so, do you see a uh, relationship between those and improvements in intestinal permeability and improvements in things like tumor necrosis factor and interleukin-6 as these things get better? Yeah, Hát, hogy ennek ezt hogyan tudnánk picit részletezni, hogy mennyi idő az kellett, ugye, hogy meggyógyuljon visszatérjen a normális állapotba. Hát ugye a kettőt azért kell szétválasztani, mert az egyes típusú cukorbetegnél az objektív mérő az nem csak a bélátereztés, hanem a saját inzulin termelés is. So as far as the healing process of, uh, of um, diabetes type 2 is concerned, it's not only the permeability, it's not only intestinal permeability that you have to focus on, but also on uh, the, yes, the, the body's own insulin level. Igen, és ez ugye a C-peptid, így hívják ezt a, a, ezt a, a gyakorlatilag a vizsgálatot, ami mutatja ennek a mértékét. And uh, the test is called C-peptide. És uh, ez a C-peptid, ez mindig egy kicsit potenciálul emelkedik, mint ahogy normalizálódik a bélepesztés. And this C-peptide uh, is increases, there is a little latency, as, uh, as, as intestinal permeability is returning to normal. Tehát azt tudom mondani, hogy a tapasztalatok szerint ez a cépeptid érték két hónapon belül minden egyes típusú cukorbetegnél emelkedik. So based on experience, I can tell you that this, the value of C-peptide uh, increases in all um, diabetes, in all patients suffering from diabetes type 1 within two months. És viszont a bélátereztés sokkal korábban rendeződik már, mm-hmm. akár pár héten belül is. But as far as intestinal permeability is concerned, It, it gets back to normal within a shorter period, within a much shorter period of time, time maybe within a couple of weeks. Ez az egyes típusú cukorbetegségre vonatkozik, és akkor a másik ugye a krónbetegség volt. So this was about uh, diabetes type type 1, and then uh, secondly is Crohn's disease that you might be interested in. Ugye, 
hogy a So what we have to know is that in the case of Crohn's disease, we do not only have this uh, functional intestinal permeability that we have covered so far, but since uh, there are ulcers in the uh, in the wires, then it means that there are anatomical Yes. Yeah, so in, in the intestines, uh, because of the ulcers, there is technical um, so There are holes, uh, practically holes in, in the bars. És ezeknek a fekélyeknek, ezeknek a gyógyulási ideje sokkal hosszabb, mint magának a funkcionális bélelteresztésnek. And uh, the time, it takes a lot more time for the ulcers to heal than uh, functional intestinal permeability to, to return to normal. Ezért hiába rendeződne a bélelteresztés funkcionálisan, még ezek miatt a, a fekélyek miatt, még egy időben még mindig magasabb a bélelteresztés, mint a normális. Yeah. And, uh, if even if intestinal permeability is um, returns to normal on its own but because of the ulcers it is still it remains still high for a longer period of time és ezért a annál azoknál a krombetegeknél akiknél fekélyek is vannak ott 4 6 hónap a tevődülés and in patients suffering from Crohn's disease who have also ulcers the full recovery time ranges between four and six months. De az is nagyon érdekes, hogy ezeknél a súlyosabb krombetegeknél az esetek többségében vannak úgynevezett abszesszusok, ezt mondhatod, hogy már érteni fogja, abszesszusok, ezek ilyen genvolyagok, mm-hmm. abszesszusok meg tisztulák. Mm-hmm. Yes, but uh, it's also important to note that uh, in um, people who suffer from Crohn's disease, it's in, in more severe cases, there are also abscesses and then fistulas. És ezek a fistulák is gyakorlatilag rendkívül gyorsan két-három hónap alatt képesek teljesen elgyűlni. And even the fistulas can fully recover within two to three months. Has have have you seen any? Uh, have you tried to treat things like rheumatoid arthritis or some of the arthritic conditions using the same diet? reumatikus artritiszt ugyanezzel a diétával pégláltatok egyőrítani. Igen, tulajdonképpen azt lehet mondani, hogy biztosan, hogy van, de nagyon kevés olyan autóimunitásség van, és inkább a ritkábbak, akivel ne találkoztunk volna, mm-hmm. és ne lett volna a praxisunkban. Yeah, so a lot of, we have dealt with a lot of autoimmune diseases, um, most of them most of them have already been part of our praxis. There may be some very rare autoimmune diseases that the that we have not dealt with yet. De a négy legjobb az az, amiről beszéltünk gyakorlatilag. Tehát az egyes típusú kifogatásig a fontagyagség, a reumatoid arthritis és a fajzsvényon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the four most frequent ones are, the, uh, are diabetes number one, uh, Crohn's disease, uh, the, uh, the reumatoid arthritis and the, and the sciatic. And, and the Hashimoto and and the under functioning the two low functioning of the thyroid Hashimoto. 
So these, these four are the more frequent that they come across. Uh, volt a mm-hmm. Yes, so there were some very special ones like antiphospholipid syndrome, scleroderma, SLE, Yes, so uh, I can tell you again that we have encountered this almost all autoimmune diseases. Yeah, so it's, you know, scleroderma is very interesting one. Uh, many people would be surprised to see that, that those symptoms would get better because it just seems like such a uh, built, you know, deep problem, you know, SLE or systemic lupus erythematosus, which you comment on. I've seen people comment on, on that getting better as well. Hey, folks. Human Performance Outlier Podcast is very happy to announce that we have brought on ButcherBox as one of our sponsors. Uh, with ButcherBox, you can get some high-quality meat and cut out the middleman so that you save quite a bit on what would normally be the charge you'd get at the grocery store. Uh, with that, on your first order, if you use promo code HPO, you'll get 20% off plus free bacon. Sean, why don't you tell them about your experience with ButcherBox? Yeah, I mean, I've used ButcherBox, you know, for quite a while now. I've, I've run through several of their, their uh, different boxes. And, you know, for me, and, and by the way, that's a pretty good deal there uh, relative to some of the other stuff I've seen out there. But it has been, uh, you know, very consistently good, a good product. You know, it's always been, you know, the, the quality of the meat's been very good. Uh, for you guys that are concerned about it, they are a 100% antibiotic, hormone-free product that is a grass-finished product. The meat comes out of Australia. Uh, and it has a very, uh, I find, you know, because and I'll be honest, I, I, I prefer grain-fed beef in general, but I find that this particular uh, grass-finished product uh, tastes pretty solid. I mean, it's pretty good. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the grass-finished uh, meat can taste a little bit uh, almost gamey, uh, and I don't find that to be the case uh, with, with the Butcher Box product, and probably because of the like the time the animal spent on grass and they get a little bit more marbling in there and I think that helps. And so I've had a, uh, a very good experience with them and I highly recommend them. All right, folks, head over to butcherbox.com and hit promo code HPO. Thank you and back to the show. What has been generally the success rate of the group in treating all these diseases? Do you find that a vast majority of the people improve and get better or is, it, is, it, is, it, is there only a certain amount of people that tend to get, to tend to get better? Milyen a sikerráta? Nagyon sokan meggyógyulnak, vagy inkább kevesebben, hogy lehetne ezt tudni. Hát ugye kettéke volt a kérdést. Az az első kérdés, hogy ki valósítja meg az étrendet. Az emberek általában nem hisznek abban, hogy egy egyszerű étrend meg tudja változtatni a, a betegséget, mert hogy annyira belélít nevelték, hogy ez a betegséget gyógyíthatatlan. Yes, so we have to separate things here. First important thing is that um, to make sure that people adhere to the diet, because um, a lot of people just don't believe that uh, a, a simple thing, such a simple thing like changing your diet, can cure your disease, which which other doctors have not been able to cure with uh, sort of uh, between inverted commas more sophisticated uh, technologies. Which is it? No, you can't then there are relatively few people who embark on the on the diet, despite the fact that uh, the diet um, is a possibility for them to get cured. Következő csoport nyilván a kérdezi, és itt is azért két a csoportban. And the, the next group 
uh, are the people who um, start the diet, embark on the diet. And here in this group, we have to distinguish between two subgroups. Az egyik ugye az, aki végül is csinálja, és meggyógyul gyakorlatilag, ez az összbetegeinknek mondjuk a, a 20%-a. And uh, so, as far as one subgroup is concerned, they are the people who begin the diet and are on the diet, consistently uh, use, use the diet and get cured. These are roughly 20% of all our patients. Ez nagyjából azt jelenti, hogy ez a 20% ez végig is csinálja, és itt a sikerarány 100%-os. Aki végig csinálja, az minden gyógyulkéget. So, as far as the success rate is concerned, if uh, people, those people who go through the diet, who insist on, on the diet and do it, then they get cured. All of them get cured. És uh, aki elkezdi az étrendet, azoknak egy jelentős része lemozsolódik, mert vagy társadalmi, vagy családon belüli, vagy egyéb más olyan ellenállásról ütközik, amit nem tud megfordani. Mm-hmm. And uh, another, uh, another group or subgroup of the people who start the diet, but uh, then they discontinue the diet because uh, some uh, obstacles uh, arise on, on the way they uh, uh, the social problems family problems uh, and uh, all kind can be come between the patient and the diet the uh, nagyon régóta elkezdett a tevékenységet Magyarországon ezért most már akadnak olyan orvosok akik tudják és ismerik a tevékenységet és nagyjából egy évvel ezelőtt kezdődött az hogy néha orvosok is küldenek hozzánk pacienseket vagy orvosok is jönnek gyógyulni Yeah, since uh, we are rather well known in Hungary, um, it, it's a new, new, relatively new phenomenon that um, it started one year ago that even doctors send patients to us or even doctors come uh, themselves because, <coughs> because they want to get cured. We start this diet and we manage the patient. It can. It often happens that there is some kind of collision. Uh, there is some kind of collision between the patient and the, and the and the national healthcare system. The national healthcare system doesn't always tolerate this this medical approach. What? Let's go back to we talked about uh, offal, you know, or or organ meats. Now you say they are they're 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 very important to be included in the diet. Now I don't know. Can you explain to me? I mean, it, it doesn't sound like the organ meats are essential for improving intestinal permeability. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. Um, are is there a reason for including them uh, for things like uh, improving insulin sensitivity? Or is it just purely because of additional uh, nutrition available? What is what is what is the rationale between adding the organ meats? Is that uh, um, artificial uh, food supplements and vitamins that we could use to uh, replace uh, vitamins 
cause, um, ultimately causes of intestinal permeability. És ez egy nagyon nagy probléma volt eleinte, mert hogy nem ismertük ezt a fenomént, csak azt láttuk, hogy nem tökéletes a gyógyulás. And in the beginning it was a big problem because we didn't know this, this phenomenon. The only thing we saw in the beginning was that uh, the healing process is not perfect. És uh, gyakorlatilag aztán, amikor uh, rájöttünk arra, hogy a, az állatot egészben kell elfogyasztani, és ennek része a versőségek is, akkor alapvetően megváltozott ez a helyzet a betegénknél. And then we realized that, we, that patients uh, have to eat uh, the, whole, the whole animal, and then uh, including offers, and then we realized that the patient who eat, eat offers, um, then uh, the situation changed, and uh, they were cured better. De nem volt egyszer a gondolat eljutni odáig, hogy attól, hogy ugye mindenki azt gondolja, és mindenki úgy próbál élni, hogy a zöldségekből és a gyümölcsökből szerezzük meg a vitamint. Ezt nem volt egyszerű odáig átfordítani, nekünk sem, hogy gyakorlatilag erre nincs szükség, és a, a vitaminokat a belsőségekbe keresünk. Ez volt nagyon difficult for us in the beginning to convince people, because people grow up in such a way that they believe firmly believe that vitamins uh, are in vegetables and in fruits and it took us quite a while to convince people that offers are an excellent source of vitamins de aztán találtunk egy sok tanulmányt főleg dán grönlandi és orosz tanulmányokat amik egyértelműen azt bizonyították hogy az eszkimókok ikeszik a belsőségeket ott teljesen jó a vitamin ellátás illetve azok az állatok, amiket megeszünk, ezeknek a belsőségei tartalmazzák is a vitaminokat. Yes, and then we came across several studies, studies, um, scientific studies from uh, Russia, from uh, Greenland, and uh, these studies indicated that uh, the, the Eskimos, who are basically um, eat exclusively eat um, meat and, and, and fat, Uh, and and uh, they don't have uh, problems with, with vitamins. They have all the necessary vitamins. And then, uh, well, we also came to the conclusion that uh, the uh, uh, that animal parts, bits and pieces, offers uh, contain the necessary vitamins. And it's uh, it's rather difficult because it's um, it's difficult to convince people that they should not uh, uh, eat uh, vitamins, just one one vitamin, two vitamins, and uh, an awful lot of vitamins. But but offers are an ideal source of, of vitamins. So it's difficult to convince people that this is this is the case. Yeah, it's it's very clear, you know, when we look at the uh, analysis of something like, say, liver, you know, it's it's very rich in vitamins and minerals. We know that's clear and it's very bioavailable. So I, I don't know that it, it's, you know, it seems to make sense. It's very easy to get that far, far easier than from uh, a plant source vitamin or, or a pill. Um, <clears throat> there has been uh, it's concern expressed about going on an all animal based diet that you will end up with vitamin deficiencies, particularly people like to point to things like uh, vitamin C, uh, magnesium, 
uh, some of the other uh, other uh, you know potassium, calcium, some of these other things. Are you seeing any issues with vitamin deficiencies in your patients? Yeah, there is no such problem or no, no such concern, but only because they don't, don't do not use the classical ketogenic diet. Because about classical ketogenic diet, we know that it can cause vitamin deficiency and also deficiency of micro elements. It was about a year ago that we published a study that um, dealt with the magnesium level of some 50 patients and uh, the conclusion was that the magnesium level was perfect in all 50 patients. A, ugye a C-vitamin működésére a legjobb visszajelzés az, amikor a, a felsődégítő betegségekről, a náthárom és egyébről beszélünk. As far as uh, vitamin C is concerned, um, it's um, useful to talk about uh, the diseases of the upper respiratory system. És uh, azt lehet volna, hogy a betegeknek alapvetően eltűnnek ezek a problémái, tehát megszűnnek a felsődégítő betegségek. Yes, and we can we can conclude, we can say uh, that uh, the upper respiratory uh, infections of our uh, patients simply disappear. Yes, it's, it's rather complicated to test uh, vitamin C in plasma. And that's why we haven't conducted uh, such tests. We only have these indirect uh, proofs. Yes, so to measure vitamin C level in the plasma may not be an ideal thing because um, it, it, it's often the case that um, in uh, other parts, uh, in, in, in the gland, in the, in the liver, and in marrow, that is higher high level of vitamin C than in the plasma. Uh, a D vitamin is on mérjük. And but we measure vitamin D. És azt látjuk, hogy általában a normál határérték alsó harmadában van azoknak a betegeinknek is a, a, a D vitamin szintje, akik csak belső sérket tesznek, és mondjuk télen mérjük a And uh, as far as the vitamin D level of our patients is concerned, it's normally uh, in the in the in the in this third within the normal range, and uh, within the lowest um, 30% of the normal range, even in winter and even in patients who 
Tehát akik, persze, akik, akik, csak, nem, csak, igen, akik nem pótolják a yeah. So people who don't take vitamin D in an artificial way. De ö, egyébként ez az egyetlen kiegészítő, amit mi mindig adunk a betegeinknek, amikor elkezdjük a terápiát. Igen. Mm-hmm. But this is the only supplement that we always give to our patients when we start the therapy. Mert hogy nyugodtan mellett általában mindig kérjük, ami hiány van, mm-hmm. és nincs időnk megvárni még a laptára fölkelődnek. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, because if people are on a Western type diet, then they are almost always um, suffer from some vitamin D deficiency, and uh, when we start uh, to deal with the patient, patient, we don't have enough time for to wait until until he accumulates enough vitamin D in their natural way, and that's why we start with uh, this artificial vitamin And uh, when we start to deal with the patient, then we always give him 200,000 international unit uh, vitamin D. De a D-vitaminnal és a C-vitaminnal kapcsolatban van egy nagyon fontos dolog, amit, uh, amit tudni kell. But as far as vitamin D and vitamin C are concerned, there is a very important thing that one has to know. Az pedig az, hogy a, a, a C-vitamin vegyi uh, képlete, tehát a C-vitamin kémiai képlete majdnem olyan, mint a cukoré. But the, 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 chemical, the chemical formula of vitamin C is very similar to the chemical formula of sugar. And both would, could, would get into the cell through the same receptor. When our When our sugar level is high and we get energy from glucose, in the case of Western type diet, akkor ez a receptor részesíti a cukrot, tehát a glukózt. Mm-hmm. And then this particular receptor uh, prefers glucose. Tehát hiába van például jó C-vitamin szinten, nem fog bejutni a receptoron keresztül a sejtbe, hogyha uh, magas a vércukorszintet, hogyha uh, Yes, so even if I have enough vitamin C in my body, it will not get into the cell if our if my um, um, glucose level is high. This is called glucose ascorbat antagonism. So in practical terms, it means that the more carbohydrates I consume, the more vitamin C I need for normal operation. A másik a D-vitaminnal kapcsolatban pedig azt nagyon fontos tudni. And as far as vitamin D is concerned, it's important to know, hogy kétféle D-vitamin van, az inaktív és az aktív D-vitamin. There are two kinds of vitamin D, the active and the inactive. Az inaktív D-vitamin a májban alapul át és a vesében aktív D-vitaminnál. In- inactive vitamin D is transferred act- is transformed, transformed into active vitamin D in the kidneys and in the liver. És ö, már nagyon-nagyon-nagyon pici fruktóz szint emelkedés a plazmában megakadályozza ezt az átalakulást. And even as a small, a small increase in the, in the a small increase of fructose in the plasma prevents this um, transformation process. Ezért gyakorlatilag a gyümölcsök egy nagyon veszélyes élelmi anyagok. 
a táplálkozásban. Minél több gyümölcsöt teszünk, annál biztosabb, hogy nem lesz a fűdőjük, aminek a működik. And that's why we can say that uh, fru- fruits are a dangerous part of uh, foodstuffs. The more fruits we consume, the more convinced we can be that we are not going to have active vitamin D. És uh, ugye gyakorlatilag aki a karnivorétlennél, vagy a kékedvétlennél uh, tulajdonképpen ez az egyik legfontosabb a vitaminokkal kapcsolatban, hogy kicsi a szélhidrát bevitel, és akár a C, akár a D vitamin nagyon jó tud hasznosulni. Yeah. And uh, in, uh, in carnivore diets and in PKDs, the um, intake of carbohydrates is um, small, and that's why even small amounts of vitamins can be utilized well. És uh, ez az magyarázat annak is, hogy, illetve ez az a magyarázatot arra, hogy azok az ajánlások, amik léteznek a D-vitamin, C-vitamin és egyéb bevitellel, ezek gyakorlatilag teljesen helytelenek is értelemlenek. Tehát nem kell sokat enni ezekből, hanem nem kell szép életet enni. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, this indicates that the different recommendations, there are different there are recommendations of how much vitamin C, how much vitamin D you have to consume. Normally a lot of them are recommended, but the logical conclusion is that you shouldn't consume them, but you, you just simply shouldn't eat Sugar, that's sukornaya like kind of define those differently amongst different dietary approaches so for like the uh, paleo ketogenic diet is there is there any like movement to kind of shift what the requirements are to kind of match that need when there's no presence of carbohydrates in fruits and things in the diet tehát amikor szénhidrátokat ugye nem, nem fogyasztunk akkor van-e arra valamilyen standard hogy Ugye, mi, mi, hogyan kell pótolni, illetve milyen módon ezeket. ezeket. A, tulajdonképpen a, a, ezt is megint kettőkedőn tanulunk, mert az egyik ugye azok a, azok a komponensek és azok a vitaminok és mikroelemek, amik benne vannak a húsban és a zsírban. Yeah, so you, ha, you have to break this down into two parts, there are the micro element and micro nutrients, which, és, és and vit- vitamins, which are in, in meat and in fat. Ezekhez gyakorlatilag ez a nagyjából 500 g, napi maximum 500 g bevitel a kettőből, ez tökéletesen elég ahhoz, hogy minden vitamin és minden mit velem volna tartomány. Yes, so uh, a daily intake of uh, 500, uh, 500 g of meat and, and, and fat are enough uh, for anyone for, to, have, uh, to have a sufficient level of uh, vitamins and uh, micronutrients. Minden más, ami a belsőségekben van, azzal kapcsolatban pedig az a tapasztalatunk, és azt javasoljuk mindig a pácienseinknek, hogy nagyjából 500 grammot fogyasszanak szintén hetente, egy vagy két készletben, és a méréseink azt mutatják, hogy ezekben az esetekben is teljesen normális a, a D-vitamin szint, a, a gyakorlatilag is egyik olyan mikroelemek, amik a belsőségekben vannak leginkább. És a consumption of offers is concerned, We normally uh, recommend to our patients to eat 500 uh, grams of offals uh, in, uh, normally on a, weekly, on, a, on a weekly basis, every week. 
and uh, our measurements uh, indicate that uh, the vitamin level and the micronutrient level of uh, in all these patients is perfectly normal. Let me, Chaba, let me just uh, go back to a couple different points. One, I noticed at the beginning we talked, you said that dairy is something that can cause intestinal permeability problems. So I just wanted to clarify that. And then the other thing is many people will criticize this type of diet because it lacks fiber. They say that fiber is essential for healthy gut bacteria, a healthy gut microbiome, and that those those bacteria will produce uh, short-chain fatty acids, which are essential for health. How do you uh, respond to, to that? So talk about the dairy and then the lack of fiber in the diet. Well, you can give two kinds of answers on this. The first Yes, so uh, the first um, answer is very simple because 90% uh, of our patients are on an exclusively meat and uh, and fat-based diet. And they didn't, didn't uh, manifest any problem, any such problem that would indicate that, that they would need fibers. Yes. So, planes uh, appear bloating, for example, and um, other. Yes, bloating and other abdominal uh, problems appear. Uh, problems that do not appear if someone is a paleoketogenic diet. Ez az egyik, a másik válasz pedig az, hogy én abban a pillanatban javasolnám a betegeimnek, hogy egyenek rostot, ha valaki megmondja, hogy mi az, ami a rostban benne van, és nincs benne a húsban és Yes, and in, in the very moment, I would I would recommend my patients to consume fiber. If somebody told me that what is it that fiber possibly contains, but but meat, fat, and offers do not contain. Semmilyen nem tartalmaznak a rostok, ezek gyakorlatilag maximum akkor lehet, tehát akkor akkor lehet ezeknek értelme ha valaki nagyon uh, szélsőséges vegetáriánus étrendet uh, tart. Mm -hmm. Yes, so as far as fibers are concerned, the consumption of fibers uh, may make sense if somebody is on an excessive uh, vegetarian diet. Mert ebben az esetben uh, ezek bizonyos uh, anyagokat hozzátehetnek, ami nincs benne más növényekben. Because in, in this case uh, fibers may add something that uh, other plants uh, or vegetables do not contain. És uh, uh, ellentmondás is van a dologban, mert uh, ugye az evolúció során uh, uh, ez két ellentétes dolog a növények és a, a gyakorlatilag a, a húsoknak az emésztése, mm -hmm. és ez igazából egy olyan uh, uh, olyan emésztő csatornájú anatómiai, olyan emésztő csatornájú 
biológiai lény, mint az ember, nem, nem fejlődhetett ki, hogy, hogy még növényekre is szüksége legyen. Tehát ez, ez, ez egy ellentmondás, biológiai ellentmondás. Yes, so there is even here a biological contradiction, that um, as far as digestion is concerned, so you just, your body couldn't develop in such a way that it would, it should, it would need plants as well. Tehát, hogy az emésztés ütnesz két. Persze, tehát ez lehetetlen, hogy az ember ilyen emésztő csatornán mellett meg tudja emészteni a rostokat. Yeah. Tehát ez elképzelhető. Yeah. So, so basically, it's unimaginable that given our digestion system, we would be able to digest fibers. És ehhez elég elővenni a Walter Borkvinnak a Stone és Diet című könyvét, és elolvasni abban tökéletesen ez le van írva. Yeah, uh, a book called Stone Age Diet by Walter 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 and uh, he he describes all these in great detail. És uh, hát azt sem szabad elfelejteni, hogy soha egyetlen olyan vizsgálat nem készült, ami a, a, a gyakorlatilag olyan mérvű pozitivitást mutatott volna a, a, a rostoknál, amit figyelembe kellene venni. Tehát olyan pozitív eredménye lett volna az egészségre, vagy bármire, amit figyelembe kellene venni. Yeah. And, uh, Never ever have has a study been made that would have proved that fibers have um, such an important and good effect on health, such an effect that we should take into consideration. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with uh, Walter Volklin's book, The Stone Age Diet. I believe he was a gastroenterologist, if I'm not mistaken. You know, there's a lot of epidemiologic data that would suggest that people eat fi higher fiber diets have you know, less disease rates, but I don't think there are any good, you know, straight up randomized control trials that would support that. Let me ask you, are you finding any negative symptoms or problems when people adopt this diet? Uh, I know a lot of people will have initially will have things like uh, diarrhea, loose bowels. Uh, some will complain of, you know, constipation. Sometimes some people will complain of muscle cramps. Are you encountering that? And if so, how do you manage those things? Tehát megkönnyen ezt a diétát, hogy elkezdik akkor a konstipáció, vagy a hasmerés lehet, vagy valamiféle görcs. Igen, görcs is lehet náluk, és hogy találkoztok -e ilyen jelenségére, illetve hogyan kezelitek, hogy ez megjelenik a kedvesistánokban. Hát, ha a, a, a nyugati táplálkozással valaki áttér a paleoketogén étrendre, akkor Nekünk a legjobb visszajelzés arra, hogy ez jól csinálja, hogy hasmenés lesz. Mm -hmm. Yes, so if somebody adopts paleoketogenic um, diet in, and, and sheds the western type diet, then uh, uh, the best feedback for us is if, 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 if somebody, somebody starts with a diorea. Uh, uh, ilyenkor általában mondjuk a betegnek, hogy ez napok alatt megszűnik, uh, ami így is van egyébként és uh, semmiféle gondot nem okoz. Yes, and in such cases we tell the patient that this diarrhea will, will cease, will come to an end within a couple of days, and this is the case indeed, and it doesn't cause um, any additional problems. Ami még megjelenik az étszente való áttérésnél, törvényszerűen az alapvetően egy némi fáradtság érzetés gyengeség. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, yet another thing that uh, manifests itself when people change diet is uh, a bit of uh, fatigue, feeling of fatigue and weakness. But, all, but these two things normally last uh, two to three days.
Tehát és ö, utána sokkal erősebbnek részünk magát, mint a, mint a nyugati táplálkozás mellett. And then later people feel, feel stronger, feel a lot stronger than they felt when they were on a western type diet. Ö, ha, ha valaki itt van a klinikánkon, a rehabilitáción, akkor ez nem okoz gondot, mert ugye minden nap meg tudjuk beszélni ezeket a tüneteket és panaszokat velük. Mm-hmm. If somebody is um, in our clinic, is an inpatient, then it doesn't cause any problem because we can discuss these things on an everyday basis. Ha pedig ambulás betegként jön, akkor ezeket általában előre elmondjuk, hogy ezekre számíthat, és uh, ilyen esetekben uh, tulajdonképpen igazából nincs teendője, csak folytatni az étrendet is magától rendezhetnek mm-hmm. ezeket a panaszok rövid időn belül. Yes, and if we treat some, if we treat people on an outpatient basis, then uh, we tell them in advance that they can expect such and such things and if such and such thing appear they don't have to do anything the problems will sort themselves out on their own do you um, do anything with electrolytes or salt do you restrict salt do you have people take salt ad libitum or is there any sort of supplementation regimen for things like magnesium potassium uh, sodium chloride a só volt az semmilyen figyelmet nem fordítunk. We don't pay any attention to salt. És azért, mert alapvetően úgy látjuk, hogy nincs jelentősége. Because our conviction is that it doesn't have any significance. Van egy nagyon fontos összefüggés a só és a cukorfogyasztás között. There's a very important basic correlation between um, between salt and uh, sugar consumption amikor sok cukrot eszünk és sok szénhidrátot akkor a cukor felszívódásához olyan receptor működik ami nátriumot használ so when we eat um, a lot of um, sugar and carbohydrate then uh, a, a receptor uh, a cukor felszívódását amikor a zentorocitába felszívódik a cukor so when when sugar Uh, gets to the enterocita, akkor nátriumot használ. Then uh, a receptor. This, re- this receptor uses um, uh, natrium. Ez a nátrium, mert hogy ez egy nátrium függő receptor. Yeah, because this is a nátrium dependent receptor. És uh, amikor sok széhidratot eszünk, akkor sok nátrium is kell, hogy felszívódjon a cukor. And when we eat a lot of carbohydrate, Natrium uh, for sugar to get into the body. Ez a receptor csak a a vérnek a lumenéből tudja megszerezni a nátriumot, az mából nem. This receptor can obtain uh, natrium only from the lumen of the bowel, not, not from the plasma. Igen, mert hogy ennek a sejtnek az eritrocitának az így mondható szó szerint az apikális részén helyezkedik el. Because it is located at the apicalis of the of the cell apical side on the apical side of the of the cell ezért csak a pianokolumenéből szerezheti meg a nátriumot and this is the, the reason why it can obtain natrium only from the lumen of the bowel ezért aki sok szénhidrátot eszik a sok szén sok uh, sót eszik a nátrium miatt ugye a nátrium az a sóban van meg leginkább yeah if 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 somebody eats a lot of carbohydrates then he eats a, a, a lot of natrium natrium is in is in uh, salt ha valaki nem eszik szénhidrátot, az alapvetően lecsökkent a súlyigényt. If somebody doesn't eat carbohydrates, then 
his um, his the desire or his need to consume salt goes down quite significantly. And it's it, you can observe it uh, very well in our patients. What they eat in the first day, and then the fourth day, a couple of days later, they feel that it's, it's very salty. Uh, és aztán ezen kívül még a magnézium, mert az egyéb volt, amit kérdezett, hogy ezt használjuk-e, semmit. Tehát a D-vitaminon kívül semmit nem adunk a betegeinknek, csak ételt. Tehát yes. inkább elveszik a gyógyszereket, az esetek egy kis százalékát kivéve, de semmiféle kiegészítést is érjenek. Igen, de azt is kérdezett a magnézium, de azt is kérdezett, hogy azt is kérdezett, hogy azt is kérdezett, hogy azt is kérdezett, for food and uh, vitamin D in the beginning. And, and we, we, we also taper uh, the majority of their uh, medications. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. You know, natural for people to understand is is sodium for, for people that don't get the translation. But it's interesting that there is a sodium, uh, a glucose-dependent sodium receptor or the other way around, a sodium, uh, sodium-dependent glucose receptor, and that if we take in more glucose, our, our sodium requirement, sodium will get depleted. And so by not taking in the, the carbohydrate or the glucose, we don't require as much sodium. That's interesting. Let me ask you just a couple final final questions. How many patients have you treated successfully there uh, via the paleomedicina group over the years now? And then what sort of reception are you getting in Hungary? Is this still considered uh, radical and most people do not support it, or are you starting to get more support within the country of Hungary? During the past nine years, we most probably uh, that is uh, 10,000 patients. De az első években, ahogy mondtam, ott a populáris paleoetilet használtuk, viszont nagyon, tehát ott több ezer betegünk volt nagyon kevés idő alatt, mert nagyon népszerű volt Magyarországon, és nagyon-nagyon sok beteg volt. But uh, during the first years, when we used this uh, popular paleo diet, it was very, po- very popular, and we had uh, several thousands of patients. Most nagyjából az utóbbi két évben az átlag az olyan 500 beteg lehet évente. Mm-hmm. In, in the past two years, uh, our annual average is about 500 patients. Ami nem kevés, tekintettel arra, hogy minden mi magunk csinálunk. Tehát minden egyes betegnél külön lenne csinálunk minden lépést, és ez gyakorlatilag négy órát csinálja. Which is a big figure, given the fact that we are four of us in the medical team, and we do everything if in, in person, personally, we do manage every single step ourselves. És ugye emellett még folynak a kutatások a Műszak Egyetemmel ebben a laboratóriumban, ami a saját laboratóriumunk, és saját magunk tartjuk fel a laboratóriumunk. And also we are conducting research at the University of Technology. We have there our own laboratory, and we ourselves maintain the lab. És... Magyarországon senki nem támogatja a tevékenységünket. And in Hungary nobody supports our activity. Az, hogy a béleteresztésmérést tudtuk kezdeni, az viszont egy, egy olyan támogatónak a, a, a segítségével jöhetett létre, aki nem magyar, hanem külföldi, 
többet róla nem mondhatok, mert a ragaszkodott, hogy inkognitóban legyen, de ő segített nekünk ezt a nagyon drága készüléket összevezni például, hogy ezeket a műrőseket megcsinálhatunk. És far as the measurement of intestinal permeability is concerned, they have managed to buy this very expensive device, measuring device, through the help of somebody from abroad, but I can't tell you who the person is, because the person insists to remain incognito. De magához a, a fizikai tevékenységünkhöz semmiféle támogatást nem kapunk, csak abból élünk, amit a, a gyógyításért a betegekért valakinak. We do not receive any support uh, for our clinical activity, we only live on, on, on the money that our patients pay to us. Sőt, sajnos azt lehet mondani, hogy Magyarországon jellemzően inkább támadnak bennünk, mivel egy kis ország vagyunk, és itt a gyógyszercégek elég komoly jogi tevékenységet folytatnak itt, tehát inkább támadásoknak vagyunk itt élve. So, um, what, what I can say though is that we are exposed to attacks, so to speak, because Hungary is a small country and there, there are a lot of multinational, multinational pharmaceutical companies that um, engage in active lobby, lobbying and of course our message is against there. És a, a, a diabetológia és az onkológia, ez két olyan orvostudományi ág, akik nagyon konzervatívak és nagyon, nagyon nagy erőkkel védik a, a saját érdekeiket. And diabetology and oncology are two conservative, rather conservative branches of, of medication and uh, they put a lot of effort into protecting their own interests. Tehát uh, itt inkább uh, kinevet megvennünk, amikor azt mondjuk, hogy, hogy meggyógyítjuk az autoimmunitegeket. So we are more likely to be laughed at when we say that we can cure autoimmune patients. De hát ezt már megszoktuk, és mi inkább, tehát a saját, uh, tehát a, mi, mi, mi azért dolgozunk, hogy, hogy uh, alapvetően ezt az ügyet But this is something that we are already used to, and we are working to be able to find more and more proofs for this cause, and trying to find such proofs which cannot be attacked, which cannot be drawn into doubt. És ezért nagyon jó a, a, és nagyon nagy előterépés volt nekünk a bíráteresztés mérése, mert itt számok vannak, és számokat is nehéz számolni. And that is why it was a major breakthrough for, for us to acquire or to obtain the ability to measure intestinal permeability, because here we are talking about figures, numbers, and numbers are objective things, and it is very difficult to attack objective numbers. Yeah, I, I, I suspect people still will, <laughs> regardless. Uh, you know, I think it's something that uh, uh, they'll say that the, the numbers occurred because of some other factor. It's not because of the diet, it's because they lost weight. I see it. I see a lot of people will say just because someone loses weight, you know, that's the whole reason behind why they, 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 their disease went into remission. And so I see that pretty much every day. Same thing here. Um, Chaba, and thank you guys for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, one other thing, you you you'd sent a a, uh, a a text to us about some particular plant you wanted to tell us about, which that had molybdenum and uh, some other other things in that. Can you tell us about that plant you you referred to earlier? Igen, 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 és igen, és hogyha ezt megnézzük, akkor úgy tűnik, hogy ez a növény ez egy hasznos növény lehet. 
Yeah, and if we look at it, then this plant can be a useful plant. Tudod a gyilkos galocának angolul a nevét? Megnézzük, akkor mondd létszes, hogy ezt meg kell nézni. Well, it's a mushroom, it's a gomba. Nem mond, nem mond, csak mondd, hogy megnézzük. Yeah, we are going to look up the English for this, because it's a very rare thing. Mert hogy én már tegnap megnéztem. Yeah, well, they're trying. I just think Zach, there's been some, some fascinating uh, stuff about uh, you know fructose and vitamin D uh, formation, uh, sodium and, and glucose has a, how they interact, and then also uh, glucose and vitamin C. Very interesting stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, I think a lot of it is like within context, and you see, you know, we see stuff that's being done on our front that's totally different paradigms and i think that's the window to look through it a lot of times and it's great to have guys like this to kind of shed some light on the hows and the whys of all that <laughs> yeah so we, we have found the name of this useful plant uh, okay that's <laughs> that cap this is the common name that's cap okay that's cap <laughs> yeah it sounds uh, appealing <laughs> Mert, uh, a Useful depending on who has it, right? So the right view, uh, the, the right uh, approach to plants is not how many good things they contain, but is there at least one thing which is dangerous or hazardous? És ugye ezt szokták mondani, hogy mindig a kabunákból, hogy annyi minden van bennük, ami jó, a B-vitaminoktól elkezdve uh-huh. csomó minden, de a legtinefően senki nem beszél. Yeah. This is what people always say when they talk about grains, that they contain so many useful and good things, but nobody talks about leptins. Leptins? Mm-hmm. De ez a, ez a fontos, tehát hogy ez a megközelítés kell, hogy a növényekkel legyen, és a, ugye a gyümölcsökben is valami rossz, az öltségekben is valami rossz. Yeah, so this should be the right approach to both vegetables and plants. There is something bad in both, at least one thing, but if there is at least one bad thing, then the whole thing, you can throw out the whole thing of the window. Yeah, that's a different way of looking at it. We have a, a belief, you know, possibly handed down by our mother and our grandmother that tell us we should eat our vegetables because they're good for us, you know, and it's based on... I don't know what it's really based on, and there's some epidemiology to support that, of course. But yeah, plants have many, many chemicals, you know, dozens if not hundreds in some cases. Uh, some of them may be beneficial, but many of them are not are not beneficial and are actually harmful. And I think we're starting to come to terms with that in, in, in some cases. You know, I think lectins have been made popular recently. Uh, there are issues with oxalates and salicylates and glycoalkaloids and polyphenols and all kinds of things that have a potential negative effect. And I think it's interesting that we explore this and not uh, be uh, closed-minded with regard to uh, uncovering what may be causing these diseases. Because right now, autoimmune diseases are considered idiopathic. You know, it's they're considered, no one knows what's causing them. And if we say, well, maybe it's, you know, something in a plant that's just disrupting the intestinal barrier, uh, that 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 could be as simple as it is, and uh, I applaud your guys' work in doing this. Obviously, I'm I'm, I'm of a likewise uh, 
um, uh, mindset, and I think we need to just continue to op- ask every question that's out there and not close our minds off to any any particular questions. I hope you continue doing your work. I hope people will support you the best they can. Uh, we look forward to more research coming out of the Paleomedicina Group. Um, can you tell us quickly uh, how to get a hold of you guys? I know you do consults online. Can you can you just do that a little bit to sort of let people know where they can find more about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they have a website, you know, paleomedicina.com. And there you, 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 you have access to precious information, valuable information. And we also have our email address on available on our website and we, we, we always do our best to reply to people's uh, approaches. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and, and thanks for translating. Chaba, wonderful. Hopefully I get to meet you someday in person. Um, I, I think it's a, I think this is a, a, a fight that's worth fighting. I think it's going to change potentially change a lot of people in the world, but I think we just have to keep the pressure on, and I think the message is growing, and more and more people are, are learning this, and I think uh, you know eventually results are what's going to ultimately speak, and I think uh, we're fortunate we now live in a world where we have social media and we can, we lots of people can be exposed to this and, and test it out for themselves. It'll, e- it'll either work or it won't, and that that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and uh, yeah, and you are welcome to come to Hungary, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe so. I'd love to. Never been. I'd like to go there. Thank you. Thanks okay. again, guys. Take care. Hey everyone, Sean and I are excited to announce that Human Performance Outliers Podcast has partnered with Thrive Market. Thrive is an online grocery store that focuses on making high quality grocery shopping easy. By going to thrivemarket.com backslash HPO and shopping, you not only support the HPO podcast, but will also receive 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices. On top of that, with every annual membership, Thrive will donate a free annual membership to low income family, teacher, or veteran. If you don't make up your membership fee and savings, Thrive will refund your membership fee. The link can be found in the show notes. Thanks for your support. Hey folks, thanks again for tuning in to the Human Performance Outliers podcast. Just a couple quick notes before you leave. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us at hpopodcast at gmail.com. That's hpopodcast at gmail.com. We're both also on social media. On Twitter, you can find me, at ZBitter, that's at Z-B-I-T-T-E-R, and you can find Sean, at SBakerMD, that's at S-B-A-K-E-R-M-D. We're both also on Instagram, where you can find me, at ZachBitter, that's at Z-A-C-H-B-I-T-T-E-R, and for Sean, it's at SeanBaker1967. That's at S-H-A-W-N-B-A-K-E-R 1967. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the Human Performance Outliers Podcast.